So, hello all. This is Blonde-Haired Girl. <laughs> I am doing this podcast. Um, earlier this evening, I had listened to an interview with Brian Rose of London Real and a doctor named Rashid Batar. B-U-T-T-A-R. I'm not sure if I'm saying his first name correctly. I am really bad with names and pronunciations. I don't know why. I just am. Um, And I really found this particular interview incredibly informative. It has been a really, really weird time. And I don't watch the news very much I I and I don't have TV and so I don't really watch the news very much generally and even in this time I just haven't been listening to the news and you know it's so interesting on on Sunday so I had spent the the weekend in San Diego, California. I had driven there to celebrate my birthday. And it was a very, very strange time for me in the sense that that it wasn't like usual. Like when I went to the beach, which I went to the beach quite a bit, and walked by the beach, but I wasn't allowed to go on the beach. And, you know, and I wasn't able to go into any restaurants. Um, There were, the bathrooms were just locked out. You were, there were no bathrooms, like, available. I don't know what people do, like, what they're doing, like, if, like like say they just had like some kind of bathroom emergency they're they're just sorry for my language but they're just screwed I mean I, I don't know what they do um and so I had I had gotten there and I had been driving for about six and a half hours from where I live to San Diego and I was able to stop in courtside I stopped in courtside to get gas and I I get out of my car and the gas is the gasoline is like two dollars and fifteen cents a gallon which I have not been able to pump gas into my tank for two dollars and fifteen cents in years I can't even remember when and I go into the bathroom when I when I was going to California and and I and I talked to them a little bit. They said that their sales are down eighty percent, which is a lot. <laughs> and I asked them some questions about like you know if I could get over the border because I still had concerns about getting. It had been suggested that the border between Arizona and California had been closed and it and I was asking them some questions and these they were really nice people and I proceeded to use the bathroom there and then I I went on my way and so it had been a while 
and and my Airbnb was not ready yet. And so by the time I get to San Diego, I'm like, I really have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and um, and there were no bathrooms for me to go into. I'm sure the people there have their tricks. I don't know what they were because I, I went like to a like a drugstore and I couldn't. There wasn't any open there. And then I went into a Target. I thought, well, surely Target will have a bathroom and no no go. And then I had bought a cappuccino at a little place and asked if I could use their restroom and no go. Anyway, and so you could go and you could stand by the ocean and you could take a selfie, and but you could not step onto the beach. And the irony for me that I thought was interesting was they had said that that today, um, which is Monday, it's very late in the day on Monday right now, um, that today they opened the, the beaches for, you could walk on the, but you could not just sit on the beach. You couldn't do that. But you could get in the water and you could, um, you could walk on, you know, on the sand, which I would have really enjoyed doing. Um, and I had, I had a really lovely time. I'm, I was able to order food and, uh, and my Airbnb was really delightful. I had a really good time, but it was a weird time because our, our movement is really restricted. Like we're not able to do what we want to do. Uh, a number of stores were actually closed, like little boutiques. And I, as I walked around town, I wondered, you know, what's going to happen? And so today I was back to my normal routine and still not entirely sure what's going to happen when our, our schools are going to open. Cause I'm, we're trying to figure out about possible summer school and, um, and and we're just not, you know, sure when things are going to open. We had heard, like, rumors. I had heard rumors about the state of Arizona actually opening after May 1st. Which is not that long from now. Which would give us a little bit of time to get things together for the summer. But And, and I had expressed, like... Like maybe in my YouTube's, I'm not sure in my podcast. I don't know, but I have been like this. Do we open so soon? Do we? Um, because I had heard these things about pandemics in the past and how they opened too soon, and there was this resurgence, and and I felt a little bit resentful of people who were just walking around. It just seemed like people were walking around just kind of as this status quo. <laughs> and something that I that I that I wanted to mention that I think is is actually worth mentioning that wasn't mentioned in this this interview between Dr. Batar and Brian Rose was his mention of disinfectants um 
Trump had mentioned um, UV light therapy and something about um, disinfectants. And, and it hasn't even been just this time. He's also talked about other drugs, like for, um, like malaria, like other drugs. And people have, well, allegedly, and here's the other thing. People have allegedly, there's so much misinformation out now that I don't even know if I trust basically anything that is being said. But supposedly there have been some people who have gone and have drank bleach or like somehow ingested these disinfectants and had taken some of these drugs that Trump had suggested taking. Um, the power of suggestion. I mean, just the that power of suggestion and and the the protests, the protests that had happened recently of um, against this ban, and I and I sort of understand it. Um, I I understand this that we have been basically restricted. You know, I had made jokes but almost pretty kind of serious about being on house arrest. Yeah, and and not being able to move around freely. So part of the interview had to do with um, this idea of these, um, these, like a tattoo, some some kind of tattoo that they would put on us in our movements in the future that for the good of everyone, if you don't have this tattoo, you can't get on an airplane. You can't use the subway, you know, that somehow if we didn't take this vaccine, some vaccine that our our behaviors would be restricted, our movements would be restricted in the future for the greater good. And he talked a bit about vaccinations, which has for years been an issue for me. He did say some things that I'm not entirely sure that I agree with. And I know that he is a medical doctor. And so I'm speaking somewhat like I'm not a doctor however I really really believe that there is some kind of genetic component to autism I don't believe that it's all of it but I believe that there is some genetic component to it given the fact that in my particular family I have a cousin who is incredibly intelligent. She she graduated from Cornell. She's a disability lawyer and her husband has a PhD in Chinese studies. And she had a young a, ba a young man named um Benji 
I don't even know why I'm telling you his name, but when he was five years old, he died. He passed out of his body from what is called a carnitinine deficiency. His body didn't um, process fats as fuel. So he had been sick and he hadn't eaten very much and he basically died from not having enough fat to use as fuel. Well, we raced over to my cousin's house and I had somehow known, or I don't remember all the details quite frankly, um, except that I was pregnant with my oldest child at the time. And it was Thanksgiving, and her family could not get to his, to his, her, our cousin's um, child's funeral. And so we had gotten in our car and we drove to Irvine, California to that funeral. And she had two, she had twins who were autistic. She had three autistic children. And so I would say that the, the, cause she had these twins and she did not know that her early, her older child was autistic when she had her twins, but she ended up, she still has, obviously still has her, her children who, her twin boys who are both autistic. They, they have different degrees of autism, but they're both autistic and, and, she somehow knew at birth that these two were autistic. She didn't know about her oldest child being autistic at birth. But the chances of, of that are, are so small, not being genetic. The other thing is for me personally, I mean, I have a child in the autism spectrum and and I had had um, suspect his immunizations I had talked about this in a previous podcast um, but there was a combination of things that happened with him that I believe led to to and 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 the and dr. Batar had also talked about um, immunizations and mercury and it affecting the brain and um, and it being neurological and so my son had these symptoms of this neurology neurological like damage a doctor had actually left this on the machine when it had come to our attention that he might be autistic he was about four years old at the time and, and, but there are children who have what he calls like mental retardation. Um, I'm not sure they even call it that. I think it's like cognitive disabilities at this point, uh, a softer term, but anyway, so he, he, um, but, but my son had the movements. He had these stereotypical movements that sort of set him apart. 
and and he had these obsessions with things like he when he was really really young he used to line up cars a certain way and then he would do this this thing with his hands like this clapping and slapping the floor with his hands and he also did this thing I used to call it the bucking bronco where he would kind of go forward and backward and forward and backward and forward and backward and and over the years I, I've worked in this field the field just sort of came to me instead of me going to it um, the field of very very young children birth to three years old with developmental delays and so over the years I have because I live with someone who is autistic I am a little bit better at spotting it because the 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 symptoms are just really kind of can be very subtle and not like excessively obvious but <laughs> here's the other part of this is that after years and years and years and years I had realized that I'm not entirely sure that I'm not autistic I I've known for a while that my brain kind of works differently and and like I started to notice this like one of my best friends and I would be working on something and would we, we would read like directions or we would be reading the same passage and we would both get two different ideas from it they were both correct ideas but they were but they weren't um but they weren't exactly the same idea and this started to really become a problem for me in my life where I noticed that I would hear something and I guess I was making inferences from it like deeper inferences from it and I would find out later that I mean and what I thought I heard um, what I thought I heard was was not exactly what the meaning was that they were trying to convey but I'm not entirely sure that that's even true like um, and it doesn't entirely matter but I, I also when I was very very young I was taken out of school a lot for my language to be tested and and I I was really really kind of odd <laughs> um, but one of the things is is that I was told consistently throughout my life that I was not intelligent and I had this belief that I was not very smart like that I was like actually really stupid I, I was like basically this idea the only thing you have going for you is your good looks so you better just take advantage of that because you're you know um, and part of that part of that is my hair color and I'm sorry but it is just the truth 
Um, I think that there have been times where I have gotten jobs because of my hair color and the way that I look. And then sometimes I haven't gotten jobs because, uh, you know, depending on what the employer was looking for. But I think that people's initial impression of me is that I am not intelligent. And... I'm not really going to get into that very much except to say that I, I just going back to this idea that I think after many, many years, I may have figured out that I am actually autistic. <laughs> One of the things that I really found like fascinating, absolutely fascinating was I listened to a guy, um, Aspie World, um, he has a YouTube station and a really big following on Instagram. I think he lives in Great Britain. I really like this guy. He's amazing. And he was talking about signs of, of autism and he was talking specifically about signs in girls because it's a little bit harder to tell. Well, first of all, like only one in four autistic people are female. Um, but on top of that, females are raised to be social. Like we are, we are like, it is imperative that we be social. And so we learn how to look people in the eye and, you know, and so sometimes autistic female, female autistic people can go under the radar a little bit more, but, um, he was talking about fixations on things and he, and I have a newer, I have an iPhone seven and my iPhone seven, in order to listen to my, to my, um, my earphones, I have to have either like official earphones, which I don't, or I have to have this adapter. It's like this little, it's about three inches long and it has like your regular, um, speaker thing that you would put into your phone. And then, and then on the other side, it has like what most people will recognize as an iPhone charger that you put in your phone. Well, I have to have the adapter to, to, um, use my earphones. So he, he, and I'm, and, and I had been like looking at this thing. I had like, I had it between my fingers one day and I was like looking at it, like right in front of my eyes, just kind of looking and just staring at it and kind of twisting it. <laughs> <laughs> and not two days later, this is no lie, not two days later, he was using that exact thing as something that would be an indicator of autism. Like the way I was looking at it and what I was looking at, it was so crazy to hear that and to like go through your whole life knowing that you're, you're kind of, you know, a little bit different and not knowing why. And so it was very helpful to me. Um, 
to come to this realization. So that, so going back to, I really um, think that there is a genetic component to autism, despite what Dr. Um, Batar says. And, and, and I will say the reason why I think that is because of my own experience with my cousin and myself. And so, but anyway, so, so he, he was talking about these, these vaccinations and them somehow putting these, um, these, uh, um, tracking devices. And this isn't the first time that I've heard of this. Um, after this election, (laughs) I had, um, I had been doing a lot of research. I mean, I became completely obsessed with politics after the election, and I I was trying to figure out this whole thing out. And somebody had put that there was this building that was owned by, I guess his name is, is it Jared Kirshner? I'm not sure how to say his name once again. I'm blowing it on my enunciation but it would be the Trump's son-in-law so um, his daughter's husband, well they owned this building in New York City and and there was something about it being like 666 the number 666 which you know in Christian terms is a bad number. I, I don't know that I, I love numbers that are together. So I don't care if there's six, 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 nine, 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 seven, seven, seven. It makes no, no difference to me really. Um, but I thought it was interesting that somebody had pointed out that it was the number six, six, six. And then it was supposedly housed these, the production or something of these microchips that they would be putting in humans. And this was part of the, the, this wall, this, um, this wall that was supposed to go down between Mexico and the U.S. and these holding camps, um, between, you know, for people and so somebody having to build these these basically these house these camps for these illegal immigrants or you know and something about these these chips and those people being tracked and and the privatization of all of this like somebody making money like even the idea of of private prisons um, he's kind of gone away and I can't even remember his name right now, but the, he was the attorney general for a period of time. And I, I really, and I haven't even been thinking about any of this. It was just this interview just sparked up a lot of thoughts about this. Wondering if, if any of these people that are fighting for this wall and fighting against illegal immigration um, own 
stocks in private prisons. And the amount of people who are actually imprisoned who have not even had a a trial. I mean, like, if you think about it, like, a number of people, you know, they, they didn't get, a, I mean, they're just stuck. They get pulled over, they get arrested, and the next thing you know, they're just in the system. And nobody cares. Nobody cares about that guy who's, you know, serving time for, he doesn't even know why. Um, and people are making money off of these for-profit prisons. They're for-profit prisons. It's, it's, um, privatization of, of prisons. (laughs) And so, and so, in all actuality, there is, I, I think that there could be some validity to all of this. You know, um, I was, I was telling a friend of mine that I've been, there's so much information that sometimes I can't, like, remember who I heard it from or where I heard or if I saw it in a movie. I'm like, I was like, where did I hear about this? Um, so basically, his message was, is, don't do this immunization. He he had talked about us building in, like some kind of immunity to these toxins that they're putting in us through all of these flu shots over the years, you know, which I, I don't take. And, um, and that's just really like saying we are not going to take this, this, immunization and and I and I think that it is sort of ironic that we have Trump who has spoken about immunizations and autism and so this would be one area you know that I that I may actually um, have appreciation for him even having a open mind about this and that possibly he has the presence as the president would not engage in this would actually not engage in in immunizing people <laughs> oh my goodness i i had gone um so i drive home from california and i go to walk with one of my best friends and we're walking and she, I think she has a BA in biology, but she works in a lab. She's worked in labs for years. It's been her career. And she says to me, you know, I really think that this might be, um, um, what does she call it? Bioterrorism. And she's not like one of these people that, that, that like would just come to quick conclusions. It was just so interesting to hear. She's, and I said, well, tell me about that. And she said, well, part of it is because there's people who are actually having strokes. They're having like these symptom like strokes. She said, it's not like, it's not like it's necessarily a flu. It's not behaving like a flu. It, and she said, um, 
these these young people she she gave some explanation some of it I didn't quite understand but it had been something that had come to my mind too and I had spoken about it a little bit you know about my eldest son who is in the autism spectrum um, and how when they gave him the shot his immunizations his first MMR I had actually asked the doctor because I had some suspicion about what was in that. I didn't know what they were putting in my child. I've never been a conspiracy theorist. I'm really not. But I'm also pretty thought, I put a lot of thought into things, especially when I'm putting something in my child's body that I have no idea what it is. The other thing that I found really interesting about the interview was it was very, very similar to the interview with David Icke, like nearly identical. They were talking about the same people, the same things, the, the, um, and, and it's not necessarily that this is a hoax, but the reaction to it the reaction and and like just the necessity of of us being forced to alter our behavior and and putting so many small to medium businesses out of out of work out of order and and this is something that i i had been thinking about um, it's just sort of a, a, an aside and sort of a, it would seem really insignificant, but it's really not for the boys that are on my, my son's club soccer team. He's been playing with the same team for, I can't even remember how many years. I think it may be six years he's been playing um on a club team here in in where we live and they had gone to state league soccer these boys like and and last year on on my child's soccer my child's high school team they actually went to state they they landed second in state not this year but last year so these are boys who are 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 really really working so hard to do the best soccer play the best soccer that they possibly can well this was the year this was the year I mean the coach had we had added some some players to our team that like last every single year we've gotten further and further in the state cup tournaments and this was the year of the possibility of of getting even higher in this tournament well the tournament went away it got canceled it got there's no more state league soccer this year
And what has ended up happening is, is that a number of the boys on this team are graduating. And you've got all of these people graduating from high school, college, graduate school, who will have no graduation this year, no prom. And, you, and then you, you, it's like you like to say, oh, well, they're still alive. And it's like, yes, they're still alive. But these are the moments that you just don't get back. So next year when they're in this, it's going to be a completely different team that my son will be playing on because he he will be one of the older and then there will be younger players. And and um, I'm just not really sure how this year, is, the next year is going to be. I mean, it just we're just not going to know, but we're just not going to know. <laughs> and... Anyway, I just, I can't imagine being in that particular situation where you're, you know, about to experience something that is sort of a life experience and you miss that opportunity because of, of this. Because the world has shut down because there's this pandemic that... And, and, and I feel like I'm making light of it, and I'm not. I'm not meaning to make light of it. But supposedly 55,000 people have passed away in the United States from this. And that is not even the amount of people that live in the town that I live in. And the population of the United States. I think I did the math the other day that we have 300 million we have 300 million people in the United States. Because <laughs> I wanted to do like a little snippet about this because I'm. it really just gets my goat when they are comparing the United States with like, say, South Korea or even Italy. It's like there's no comparison. We have substantially more people in this country than they do in Italy. I think that I that I had done the math and it was like 60 million. There's 60 million people in Italy. There's 300, over 300 million in the United States. So I just feel like 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 sometimes these statistics that come out are just it's not a it's not accurate what they're saying because um you cannot compare us to other countries cuz we're like this country of countries <laughs> it'd be more like comparing us to all of Europe possibly um not just Italy I'm just saying it just gets my goat sometimes when I hear things and I'm <laughs> so I <laughs> so I did like so what is the population of the United States because I just I'm such a brat <laughs> I'm such a complete brat and I don't I just don't even know I, I honestly I just don't even know and I listened to this interview and and he 
basically is saying that even the hospitals are are like what they're saying in the hospitals is not accurate and then today I, I, I say that I don't listen to the news and then I had heard um, I think I heard initially on Twitter that a doctor had had taken her life in New York City in the last 24 hours because she had been working in an emergency room in New York and um, she I guess had had the virus and had recovered but she wasn't doing well with all of the death and I, I I just honestly I still in some ways just don't even know what to think but I do know what I do know is that I'm another thing that the Dr. Batar had talked about was that he had said several times in this interview that David Icke is just a guy from the future. He's just a guy from the future. He kept saying that and I and I sort of felt a, a little bit of understanding on my own self in that because of the experiences that I've had that I've been podcasting about that I've been writing about that I've been um YouTubing about because I had I I literally had an experience where I changed my my perception changed and 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 so knowing that it's like so what do you do so what you do is is you somehow like float above I'm sorry, I and this I'm trying to stay. I, I talk extensive, like talk a lot about trying to stay away from spiritual pride, but somehow you you float above all of this into this realm of knowing that everything is ultimately going to be okay, and that peace, the peace that comes from God, the universe, knowing that that really love is the truth. And somehow when you when you rise above all of this that is happening and you your day to day is about just loving other people and creating beauty in the world and shining a beacon of light and love and goodness focusing on that that someday somehow we can just rise as a as a population I can hear the coyotes outside I'm sorry I know that's a a detour but I can hear them they're like howling well they're not really howling this is my I think they're eating something <laughs> it's so unkind of me to laugh because it's not funny but it, it sounds like a sinister like feeding frenzy to me the different sounds of coyotes <laughs> um 
so ironic I would be talking about this and all of a sudden I'd hear that. But because ultimately happy people are hard to control. People who trust in God, people who know that they don't live by human laws, they live by God's laws. People who are committed to goodness and tell the truth the closest to the truth that they can come up with. Like doctors like this Batar, who I feel like was just a genuinely good human being, like kind. He said he was a Muslim and he and he talked about the creator quite a few times and I was really taken by that. I, I just um think he's just a first rate human being and I just think that if we collectively focus on that goodness, I mean, something else that I really think about, and and and, and sometimes I don't know where my ideas come from. Like I, I even talk about this quite a bit that there really is no original thought. That everything we we go into this this think tank, this tank of information, kind of like an iCloud, you know. Um, But so much of what we even consider doesn't happen. So much of what we, like we fear we, doesn't happen. And so, (laughs) and I'm laughing because I'm thinking about how contrary that is to we create our reality that we create our reality and I just was like just giving this example of, of something that goes on with me personally like I was taking this trip to California and I'm going by myself and I and I keep going to this bad place and like oh I don't have AAA what if I get a flat tire what if there's not very much traffic what if somebody you know what if what if what if and I'm going and I'm and then I'm saying like stop I'm trying to stop my line of thinking because I'm like but I could create this situation I can create this situation through my thoughts because our thoughts are very very powerful things and so when I'm saying, when I'm sitting here saying um, so much of what we doesn't happen, but it, it's sort of true. Um, it's sort of true. I mean, even in the sense that, that I had done, that I had talked about sometimes about how things that I have even been been desiring and putting energy have not happened (laughs) to the point where I'm like maybe this is all just complete hogwash and everything I believe now is just ridiculousness because I haven't been able to um, turn that water into wine I haven't been able to do it my water has not turned into wine (laughs) But I keep practicing. So maybe us practicing 
considering that we can create the most amazing world. A world where, where that is just a heavenly world where people are doing what they want to do with the people they want to do it with, living where they want to live, that life is just really, really, really beautiful. And why not? I was listening to, I'm going to refer again to like something that I, I cannot even give you like where I got this from, but I was listening to a YouTube about this guy who was a, he was a business owner, I think in like Brazil or Peru or something, or maybe even Spain. I'm I'm not sure, but, and he had really, really different practices, business practices. Like he would bring someone, somebody in for an interview and say, oh, well, why don't you just come work for us for a while and see how it goes? And they say, well, you know, where should I, you know, which one of the offices should I go into? Oh, whatever's closest to your house, you know? And then he would, he would have, um, this bucket list idea where he would allow people to take extended periods of time off, sometimes without pay, but for them to do the things that they wanted to do. He, there was so much freedom and he actually opened these schools. He opened several of these schools. Um, and I'm not going to talk on that right now because I can't remember enough about it, but things are just coming to mind regarding this business. But why not? Why can we not have occupations where we're really, really happy doing what we really want to do, adding to the joy of wonderment of life for other people and us getting paid ample, amply for that. Another thing that Dr. Batar said in this interview was that this is an abundant world, that we live in a world of abundance. And so maybe if we were, were to actually collectively be pondering this doing the rain dance of joy we can somehow like float above these present circumstances into the next phase of human consciousness which is what I have been screaming on the rooftops because I didn't I don't really necessarily understand it all but I practice. I practice living in a new way of consciousness. And on that note, I, I think I'm going to end this podcast. I could just go on and on and on, and I probably will come back with more about this because I. I tend to to think on things a bit. (laughs) But anyway, I really, really appreciate you listening. And I will be back with other topics. That's a wrap. So this is Blonde Haired Girl. I am going to be adding on doing this 
add on to this podcast that I just um, published a few hours ago. I woke up and <laughs> I had this this insight that is somewhat mind-blowing to me. And I was I was thinking about um how I had talked in about the fact that I have not been able to turn water into wine or I have not been able to to do that thing that seemingly impossible thing like moving that mountain like it feels that way and then I just had this like huge insight that it's grace it's grace it's the ingredient it's grace it's given it's all given it's 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 not by might it's not taken it's not it's not um efforted it's not it's just by grace it sort of hangs out there as an offering and we either come to it or we don't it's a gift it's a it's a discovery it's this this magic it's this ingredient that that I'm not even sure exactly how to describe but the word grace Like we don't reach enlightenment. We don't achieve enlightenment. It is graced. It is the grace of God. It is gifted somehow. In a moment of huge surrender. Knowing that there is nothing outside of the love of God, all else is an illusion. So we joy ourselves into whatever it is that we are creating through joy I don't know I just felt like I needed to add that on sometimes I I miss stuff (laughs) I'm just I just miss stuff. 
I don't even know if I spoke that correctly. <laughs> but I just wanted to add that on. Anyway, once again, thanks for listening.